0: Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Hello everyone and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I'm so excited for today's guest. She is CEO of Rocky Ilshoya Entertainment Incorporated, owner and founder of Black Girl Surf, CEO and founder of Africa Surf International, and executive director of Inkwell
1: Surf and Skate Club.
0: Welcome, Rhonda
1: Harper. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be you know, glad to be invited on the show. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on. So you're in South Africa right now, right? Which is completely different time zone. Yeah. Um is that where you're <laughs> living?
1: Yeah, currently, yes. And I haven't gotten used to the time zone yet. Like I just left Senegal, so. I'm, I'm still kind of jet lagged from the two, there's only two hours difference, but it means a lot, especially when the summer, winter is changing and the summer is going to winter. I, I, I'm all, con- it's confusing. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, jet lag and all that. That's- That's a lot. (laughs) All right. So I just want to jump right into how you got into surfing and, you know, when you fell in love with it and knew that you wanted it to be such a big part of your life and a part of your career. How, where did that all start from?
1: So it's weird because it just started out as watching movies in the summertime, you know, Beach Blanket Bingo and those kind of things. And then you, you realize that this is what you look like my mom and dad when they when I was in Kansas City I would just watch the movies. But then we moved to San Jose, California and the beach was actually there. So it was like your 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 fantasy world that you see in the screen and the TV actually comes to life. And I always say, like I'm the original Dorothy that just trying to find her yellow brick road and you have to stop on all these different stops and california was the very first stop on the road from from kansas and i remember not even wanting to go to disneyland i didn't i rather like can you drop me off at the beach and like come get me later like i didn't want to be you know i wasn't a kid like that i just wanted to yeah. be in the water and i was already i was already a swimmer um i started swimming when i was like four years old my dad made sure that all of his kids because he was in the Coast Guard, he was in the military, uh-huh. he made sure that all of his kids had life-saving skills, like you know, just personal skills in your life, um, even down to check writing. We all had jobs. I had a job, I had a paper out when I was seven in Kansas City, so I already knew money management. Like, I already had, I was already an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: wow. Started from out of the womb, you were just ready to go.
1: <laughs> I was ready to go, you know. I, I'm, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the black Brady Bunch, right? So I have three brothers, three girls, three boys, and, and I'm Cindy. So you have to catch up with Greg. Like, Greg was doing the most. He was driving, <laughs> you know, he, he was driving, he was already driving a Thunderbird. He had his own job, you know what I mean? And so he's, like, eight years older than I am. So at, like, 16, he got his first car. It was, like, it's just a big deal. And so as a little kid, when you're that young, you're like, I want to be like him. Right. I, yeah. been like, hey, I, want a, I want a car when I'm 16, too. So I started throwing papers when I was like seven. And so that's where the entrepreneur and having those little um, lemonade stands outside of your house. So that kind of started me in like business. On top of all of that, I'm a junior member of the NAACP. So I'm going to these to these meetings with my parents these civil rights meetings with my parents and my parents at the time were like engaged in in, in civil rights, criminal justice um women's rights they were like across the board they were like boots on the ground people and so that's where you get the spirit of me wanting to change things that i see but going to california and being in the water for the first time and then being able to have access to hawaii a lot of kids didn't have access to hawaii i had access to hawaii simply because my father was in the military and so you would get on a five dollar hop at like Travis Air Force Base and you'd go spend the whole weekend over in Hawaii and you would get to see people that look like you actually doing what you love like it was like a show and I was still too young right I was still really young going to, back and forth to Hawaii so I wasn't at that that level of even skill set right yeah. but even when I was throwing my when I was throwing papers I was going already and buying surfing magazines that was like the uh-huh. thing like I had a skateboard when I was seven, so I was told Skater Girl and did BMX. I had an Evil Knievel bike when I was like 10. Like, I've always been like an active sports type. Active, shit, yeah. 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 That's so cool. I, I, miss that. I miss
0: the days. I miss the days of buying magazines, and that was like an yeah. exciting moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even for a minute, they had a couple girl magazines. I was all excited. Like, and then you just, you know, when I went to Hawaii, I tell everybody this when I went to Hawaii, my parents had this chest. Whole chest They give all girls they put like the sheets in there some pepper and salt you know things that you're going to survive when you go off and you get married or you go off to college and i took everything out of there and i put all surf magazines i, went, I was very angry i was a very angry kid I grew up you know in in uh, predominantly white area so i was always angry about you know um not you know just just the atmosphere yeah. and uh so when i got to hawaii um I used to go and I used to sit up on the hill, you know, just trying. I I know why my mom sent me over there now because I was so angry. She was like, "I'm gonna go let her sit over there and cool down. Like Mm -hmm. I needed to like bring bring it down a few levels and and because she was scared that I was fighting so much because of being going, you know, being at predominantly white schools that I was I was always fighting. So she was like, "This kid's gonna go to jail or she could get killed. Something's gonna happen to her. Send her to her sister." So now I'm there. There's nothing to do. I go and sit there, and I can feel myself just sitting there at the beach, like calming down. You can, yeah. you just feel it, right? You can just feel yourself. Peace. Like, it, it was like so peaceful. It was like, and mm-hmm. I and I knew I'd already been attracted to the beach since I was like seven. Um, and 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 then, it, you know, when I look at it now as an adult, I'm thinking in my life that I was doing my own therapy at this time because I was at the point where the smack of the wave was the healer like just getting beat down by water if you've if you I don't know if you surf but if you surf you, you know how many times you're gonna get hit with that water and you just and, and, and I think it was like refreshing me like snapping me back into reality because when I came back it took me five days to learn how on a shortboard to okay. learn how to to surf and that's because I was a skater I mean when you've you skate yeah. you just you
0: know same
1: thing it's almost like a natural progression oh do you skateboard and somebody go do you surf and you go no and you go what happened (laughs) does does snowboarding go along with that because i snowboard yeah it does it does does because it's it's pretty much the same thing you're just on a shorter i'd rather i honestly i'd rather snowboard sometimes. here in south africa they have this this shark spotter so i thought it was i'm from kansas and then we're talking about Tornadoes. We're still on Dorothy Road. I come out here and I hear the same siren, oh, the same wow. siren yeah. as a tornado, and I'm looking for the tornado. And they're like, "Shark, everybody get <laughs> Same siren,
0: different different place. Just this time, sharks, not tornadoes. That's crazy. You know, one them,
1: they another they're like, "No shark." <laughs> <my God. laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. So um, you seem yeah. to have like, uh, you just a crazy like childhood that's like very fast moving and you know, you just got right to everything. So have you mm-hmm. taken um, just maybe time management skills and balancing all of this stuff? Have you taken that now into the real world? And what are tips that you have to balance all of these things going on in your life?
1: um okay so have I balanced it out yes I took a month off um uh, I'm actually just on vacation on Monday um oh, nice. but I took a month off uh to just kind of do things for me like yeah settle in the fact that some things I I deserve right I deserve peace I deserve to reset I deserve, you know I I And I wasn't thinking that because all of this goes so fast. My life goes so fast. You know, there's always a problem. We'll wake up to one in the morning. We have 10, almost 11 camps now. And, you know, when you, when somebody else is going to sleep, one of us is getting up. So it's, it's a constant thing. And so I didn't know how to balance that for 18 years. I was just working, working, working. Even when I was ill, I was working, working, working. And then this time I said, it's time for me to do something for me. So what I did was I took myself, I've been in Senegal for almost a year and a half, I took myself, brought myself out of the country into South Africa, right, in a whole other world where I was going to have to live by myself and I was going to have to restart everything all over again, just like I did when I was stuck in Senegal. And I came, I, I, I did exactly what a person should do. This is what every person should do find a place where you're going to be comfortable. Even if it's an Airbnb and it's something that you want, you're gonna manifest at some point. Get somewhere that you know you deserve, put yourself in a situation. So I've always wanted a a loft and so that's what I got. So I knew I was gonna sit in this building for a month and reset my entire life. I wanna make sure that I have everything that I need to like thrive and then reset. So, So then when I came and I reset myself, then I was able to um, accept other things, right? Because I had blocked yeah. myself off. I was so I, I was so overwhelmed by the work. When I figured that I, when I found out that I was, I had reached that point where the offers were coming to us. We didn't really we all we had to do was just sit here. We didn't have to hustle so hard. We didn't have to do the things that we had to do, and I it, and I had time then I found the balance where I needed right. to be. I, I moved right into, and I moved from one place that, that I knew was gonna be. very, for me, um, where I live is very important. How I'm, a, yeah. what the environment I'm in is, is very important. Definitely. Like I, I needed to go downtown and, and have that busy, you know, beep, beep, you know, I needed to hear that because I'd been sitting literally on top of water for a year and a half and all you heard was waves. So then I needed to hear cars. I needed to hear the police cars. and I re- reset myself back to the city. Now you're no longer in Senegal. You're now in another place. So just resetting every little piece yeah. of my life, even down to the fact that my clock now has 2,200 hours on it instead of, you know, yeah. <laughs> 4 o'clock you know
0: what I'm or 11
1: o'clock. You know what Do- Just ba- basic little things like that, and it'll even with jet lag, just, you know.
0: And then do you, you find in? that helps your creativity when you give yourself more time? Because I find when I'm very busy or, you know, not focusing on myself and giving myself that time, I kind of lose a little bit of creativity. I do. I need
1: yeah. that. I, yeah. If I, if I sit still, this is what I keep telling my girls too, because there's a couple of girls that they, they're not okay in their own space. Like they they have to be around somebody. And I said, once you get to that point where you can just be and let whatever happens around you happen, yeah. then you, you you know you have that, that peace and motivation to move on to the next thing. You've already cleared your spirit, whatever you're going to do, now, now you're on to the next thing. And since I've been here like 30 days, we've done uh, the kind of business that we do now is a little bit different than when we first started, because when we right. first started, we were just getting girls into competition. And now we're at the point where we're getting the sponsorship and movie deals and, and, and other things like that. So bringing all of that, you have to be focused. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you have to stay focused. And that, and taking that time out is essential. I get so much more done. I've done more in the last 30 days than I did in the last six months while I was in Senegal. And that's, that's fact. just taking, yeah. a, just taking a month off yeah <laughs> my sister was calling i was like nope i'm not i mean people are calling.
0: Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> time off nobody call me and turn your phone on airplane mode <laughs> Exactly.
1: i couldn't you know because i was trying to readjust yeah. to, the, to the time john so and everything at my phone is if you see my phone yeah bring, really? yep. i had a like, nope everybody yeah big blind decline, decline. <laughs> you know, but you need that you time go. I didn't, yeah. I need that time. I told you, I said, she said, I called you a million times. I go, I don't know, I declined it like <laughs>
0: All right. So I want to talk about um, Black Girls Surf specifically. And yeah. it's one of the first platforms that Women Changing the Game started following. We came across you and I loved everything that you guys are about and, you know, why you started it. Um, just for everyone who doesn't know, it's a nonprofit surf performance training, coaching, and surf therapy program for girls 7 to 17 years old, right? Around there. Um, That's correct. That's all correct. right. And it is changing the visuals for the next generation of girls and women surfers um kind of talk to us though about the surf therapy and what that entails um that interests me and I think you kind of talked about it before
1: just being yourself in the water and exactly and and finding who you are um surfing is an individual sport right so Mm -hmm. when when we when we use surf therapy especially going into competition and you, you first of all you're starting off with black girl surf so Now you're introducing um, people who haven't been included into this, you know, um, profession in the in the manner that it's being done right now. Uh, More black women are being recognized than at now than I've ever seen. Like when I first started, there was like maybe two people that were recognized. We we knew we were going to have problems on on the on the beaches, and we knew that the girls were going to go through different cultural. Differences right and so we, especially them being from Muslim countries and now you see the hijab and in the traditional dress it's something that's going to be different that's entered into the space right. Um, And so we're preparing the girls for those kind of confrontations and them understanding and being aware of who they are, they are representing themselves and their countries and they're representing their teammates, right? And so you're going to get it. You know, I hate, it has to be done, but I I almost hate when the girls go up on one of the sites, like one of the WSL sites. I mean, this is something that has to be done and they need to go on Hurley sites. But then you see the comments underneath there and they think that these girls don't pay attention. These girls are getting attention for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. And so here comes the negative, racist, all these, you know, all these different things. And these girls have to read it. This is why we input surf therapy. When you come from when you come from a different background, you have to be prepared for what's getting ready to happen. I mean, if you see it right written, you know, on a on a, on a comment box, then you know these people in real life are going to say something to you while you're out there in the world. And right. so we try to prepare the girls. And that's why we implemented surf therapy. So they okay. would be proud of themselves as little black girls going into this thing. Yeah. I say this for all girls, but specifically little black girls who seem to be um, not, you know, judged more than than any other girl. They, they're they judged more and that's the way they dress, the way they talk, this, that, they get judged more. So when I say black girls serve, we wanna, it doesn't mean that we don't, we're not including other girls. We're saying that we're focusing on black girls because they've been excluded for this amount of time so this is why you put surf therapy in there so these girls understand that you have to be proud of who you are going out you know we've had instructors that will list like you know all of their all of their uh nationalities you know if they're mixed i mix myself but i don't i don't mention that what i say is that i'm a black female because visually that's what you see and visually is what people see first they you can go and tell them all eight of the other you know mixes later and they'll be oh okay but they saw you as a black woman first so i'm black at stage one and that's where the field i'm working in so Mm -hmm. and a lot of people like why you know why aren't you doing this for everybody and i I absolutely am across the board i have solidarity and surfing all this but i really do want to focus on our girls because they are the next generation of leaders and if we're going to bring in leaders we have to bring in strong leaders so that's why you add in the surf therapy now you've got this competition they've got the fitness they've got nutrition they know exactly who they are going into this, so they can stand proud, because I used to see girls, you know, and at the end, they'd always have one African girl, And if you look at the photos, and all the girls are all hugged up, you know, got their trophies and they're hugged up like this, and then you see the one little black girls kind of leaned out like she don't fit. And yeah. it's across the board. I mean, yeah. it's just something I think that is a little bit instinctive somewhere.
0: And especially in surfing. So I think that's why black girl surf is great because you want representation. And I know that's what you're all about um, showing representation and showing that you can have role models that look like you. And that's kind of what we want to do with women changing the game too, just knowing that you can have someone to look up to. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. So I know that especially in surfing, like they've probably faced hardships and, um, and what it what is the change that you want to see and what is the the, the ch- these changes look like for the future of surfing and what Black Girl Surf is trying to implement to um to make these changes and see these changes and have role models that look like them and all of that type of stuff. So so
1: what it what, what we say by changing the visuals is it's it's changing the imagery, right? We've had blonde hair, blue eyes for so long, that's what we think the surfers are. But then, and then you hear, okay, secondly, you hear about Hawaii. Okay, Hawaii is granite. Then you hear all of these other things, but there's no history on the African soil. And and that's where we have to start, right? So when when we're looking at, when, when we say change the visual, if it's always been a certain way, why can't it be this way and sell the same product, right? What are you trying to say? What is the what is the consumer supposed to think? And what are you as the company? What are you trying to represent? Because if you're only representing one person, then you're eventually going to run out of money because you're not that same person is not going to continue. I have this hoodie now. I've probably had this hoodie for maybe four years. Right. But it's mine. Right? If I find something that I, I love to death, I'm not going to go out and buy another. I'm not going to go buy another Black Girl Surf Woody. You know what I mean? And so after sure. a while, you run, out, yeah. you run out of customer base, right? You, you kept selling to the same people. Now, you, you, you your sport is dying. You have to diversify. The only way you're going to be able to make any kind of money is to, to, is to diversify. Well, that's where Black Girl Surf comes in. Because yeah. we're training those girls and on the other side, equal boys. To come in and fit in those areas. You talk, oh well, well, you don't think that they look dynamic in a in a in a water shot, in an action shot? Well, here it is, right here. We have them right here. We have this this girl, Haji Song. She's already changed the face. Even, even, even Haju change it. How'd you changed the way we look straight away. Haji is a dark-skinned black woman from West Africa and has now become the symbol of black girl surfing, right? that's worldwide yeah before who did we have we didn't have anybody that mm-hmm. <laughs> was, was Imani they you know if you typed in black girls surf or you black just black girls surfers Imani would definitely pop up she's our director of development right now but that's Imani Wilma, and she was the national champion in Jamaica uh I think, well, more than five times. She corrected me last time. I can't remember the number, but it's more than five times and, you, and you, wow. she never yeah. caught and got exposure, right? Wow. So she, she's been in ISA games for years and, 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 and scheduled to go to, El, to um, El Salvador for the games that are coming up. So there's no press on her at this at this point either. So what we're saying is, is that wow. we're trying to change that visual. Stula Narisa carried the Olympic torch. You never saw the visual. I saw it because I when I was looking her up and doing research, boom, I found out she was doing she had, you know, carried the Olympic torch. She's a legend, a surf legend, black surf legend in Brazil. Every time I have a every time I have the opportunity to speak about these women, I, I do because you have other Cuesta that's down there. I, I try to fit this in because it's not like we are here first. We just happen to catch on. I don't know if it was the name, the timing. Or what I don't know why we cut on, but I know that for a fact that there are women that were that look like me who have been in professional surfing before
0: mm-hmm. and it's so. so important and you're giving them a voice and you're giving them visual and and you're right every time you think of you know the surfer the um you think of the blonde hair and blue eyes and now it's time yeah. to have different representation and I think that's really important and you talked about how you and I think um that's really been cool to see. And what's it been like for you bringing her in and seeing her, you know, being able to take this leadership role and now, you know, be a role model for these kids. And I, I feel like it's awesome to see her passion from what I've seen of her and cool to see her now as a role model as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Haji, is, Haji is amazing. Everything that she says, she means. She wholeheartedly means it. You know, she doesn't, uh, she's quiet. She likes to like watch everything happen. She really didn't, she didn't catch on to how important she was for a long time. Like she didn't get it. She was just like, I don't understand why everybody's giving, you know, she's from a, (laughs) she's from a country where everybody looks like her, right? So she didn't know that there were no, you know, there were little than uh, women that looked like her. In in the industry, we didn't really know we we didn't have that pathway to like connect the dots. So we knew about KK, and and then now she somebody told her, hey, I googled you the other day, and she said, Google you googled me, and that's how <laughs> she found out because she googled herself. And oh, she got see, that's awesome. She got to see how important she is, and I mean like there's stories in Russia, other for Russia, the, the Indonesia. I mean there's so many stories about this girl, she didn't realize that she had captivated the world and how important her message was until Mm -hmm. she was called by um, the embassy for uh, France. Or she went down and and spoke at a luncheon about women in sports. And Mm -hmm. now she's coming into the speaking realm where she's starting to speak up. She's working on English a little bit more and and really wanting to motivate more girls you know, underneath her, and her girls, Mm I'm going to call them officially her girls now that I've left Senegal, because when I was there, this is the thing, coaching, these are your girls, until you leave, these are your girls, so now they're Hodges' girls, and she, she's running the camp, she, uh, she's harder on them than I am, I'm I'm the nice cop, she's, (laughs) she's the more more disciplined cop, Um, and uh, yeah, so, to see, to see these camps come up. Jamaica is another one that's doing brilliantly. That's Imani. She has her own camp down there. Um, and, and just to watch how we've been able to change. We, we've never seen people at literally working out with their coaches on anything before, on yeah. any platform. And now we see little girls working out with their little coaches everywhere. It's so cute. It's, it's so, so cute. awesome. I've, when it's I've, so cute. I love the
0: pictures, the videos, all that. I'm like, this is so cute. That's why I started yeah. following you guys. I'm like, this is awesome to see them. And they're probably so excited. Um, they just, are. Just to have a mentor and have you guys surrounding them and
1: kind of like a family, right? Exactly. And that's how we look at it too. So anybody that comes from the outside, we already, all of us, we all shield each other, everybody shields me, there was a point where Haji wouldn't even leave me, and I was like, why are you still here, and she was like, (laughs) my mom told me that I better not leave you ever, and that's true, her mom did tell her, to like, go back over there, and and don't leave her side, we literally guard each other for everything, and, Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and having that family link because any one of us can call any one of the camps and talk to each other and, hey, how are your girls doing? How are your girls doing? What are you doing? And all the camps, you know, we we, we, we exchange phone numbers and one's going to drive up to get the other one's boards. And it's just like we put together a network of women who really do like ask for no money at all are, are trying to get these little girls up and riding. I mean, I just was sent a video where, Nigeria was going door to door you know with the surf trainer with you know just them two going house to house and that's how we did it in synagogue we didn't think anybody else was doing that they're like we, we can't do that and then oh. they send us the, they send us the footage and I'm like they're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> that's crazy because it, it's very hard it's for us it's this isn't easy okay so there's a lot of girls who have seen surfing right yeah. but it's and you say, "Hey, you want to surf?" They'll say, "Yes, like 100, 100 percent." They want to go. It's when you go into the house. It's when you go into the family and you go, "Hey, listen, we want to take your your daughter or your son out and to surf, and it's on us. We'll take the boards and show them everything." Mm-hmm. And the parents are like scared of the water, right? Because they haven't been in the water, right? They're, they're, right? they're so then that next generation. Sometimes misses out because of right. fear. Yes. So we always invite the parent to come down and watch. Keep the kid nice. on the on the beach, watch what happens, and then if you want your kid to engage while, by watching what we do, then they that's fine with us. And it was funny because at one point we had to break camp because in Senegal our beach our our uh, our school is in Yolf and then we live in Hatheheli to Haley, I feel like it is like children's central. There are so many kids. And when we said we were coming, like we would wake up in the morning and there'd be literally 30 or 40 kids in our front yard. Wow. Our landlord used to just be like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs>
0: why? <laughs> it's
1: like, why are there 30, 40 kids? Did you know and that now, many
0: were just going to show up? or As
1: soon as they saw, as soon as... what? As soon as I got out of the taxi, and it happened here in South Africa. Too. As soon as I got out of the taxi in in, uh, in in Gore, somebody screamed, "Black girl, sir!" So they already knew. Yeah. So then, That's so great. when I moved when I moved into the village, you know, at at you can't walk through the village without like thirty girls, Rhonda, and you got to smack to every one of them's hand That's and do awesome. you know, the yeah. And then, and they just want to be part of it and we keep telling them you know hang out hang out hang out so we had this little nappy roots camp that we had and there were so many kids and we didn't have we didn't have the equipment and and we had to put it on pause but every day these kids were coming to the door like is it today is it this? yeah <laughs> like,
0: wow it so like, like you're like a role model to them which is really cool and um nice for them to have have you had any role models that you've like looked up to in, throughout um, when either when you're a little or now or throughout your success, you know, who have you looked up to in the process? I think
1: there's one, I, I'm and I never say this. I never say this. Through all the stuff that I was going through <laughs> um, when I was in high school and being in this particular school um, yeah. and, and getting into fights and, and, and getting into trouble, there was one person that, that helped me uh maintain some type of sanity going through this and her name is gail fulton it was one of my teachers and she like latched on and i'm not kidding i don't think i would even graduated from high school if it had not been for her so i always especially as a teacher myself as an educator myself now i i understand a lot more about how children work because i was that child so if i watched how she methodically Got me through the the troubling times. Whether she was using art, or just talking, or joking around, or you know coming to my job or whatever, she was that person yeah. that 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 role model that I had. Other than my mother and my father, my, that was that was Gail Fulton. And she just happened to be, and she and she was a white woman, so it it kind of that kind of calmed me down on thinking everybody is like that, right? Okay. That, yeah. When you think everybody is like that, and then you have Gail Fulton. And then, you know, everybody's not like that. There's a lot of people that aren't, but she's definitely not one of them. And so I felt like I had um, a link yeah. to this other, a, a link, a safe link to this other world that I was yeah, living yeah. in. But yeah, I remember not being invited over to people's houses because I was black, all kinds of stuff when I was younger. Uh, and so when you- So, when you so think- does
0: that kind of, did that kind of, um, did that play a factor in now starting black girl surf and africa surf and just just wanting to bring about that change you know knowing how you grew up in that way and feeling that type of way i did 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 those feelings make you you know really come out when you started these
1: organizations yeah Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah definitely that was matter of fact it was the it was the main reason especially with africa surf international yeah i was already I was already taking kids out. And then this was, it was a diverse group of kids from Santa Monica or East Los Angeles or somewhere. And I would bring them to to Inquil Beach and, and, you know we'd have beach cleanups and education and and all these other things. I was doing that in 2005. When I started Black Girl Surf was out of, I've been doing this now for, you know, years and I'm still not seeing us represented, right? So on on any, on any circuit and so i'm saying okay let's put africa surf together because africa surf is the platform that we're going to use as a showcase for black talent right so then the sponsors could see because you're not seeing it anywhere that you could see that there was talent all over the world because I I was getting pictures from all over the world by from these black surfers whether they were in Africa South I mean just different places of Africa different places of the Caribbean just different places around the world and they would send me the photos and like Ronna can you put my photo up blah 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 and I'd be like okay well let's do something about this let's actually start helping like you can't just keep talking and complaining you have to like start doing at some point yeah. And I didn't see anybody. I'm looking to the left and to the right. Nobody was doing it. So I said, hey, look. I'll do um, it. Yeah. I'll do it. You know, and, and and I just had to see because my whole thing was, is I kept saying that, you know, uh, the only thing somebody can say is no. I can tell you what I see in the future or what I, how, how I feel. And the only thing you can do is either help or say no. Those are the only two things. And yeah. it took a long time, took 18 years for that to happen. But yeah. like I was telling everybody else, you don't need to be the first I never wanted to be the first of anything, right? I only wanted to be the best at what I do. My mom said, if you're going to be a surfer, like you're going to have to be the best surfer out there in the world or you're going to have to be a lawyer. So you have to make your mind. And I said, mom, I'm in. That's pressure. (laughs) I said, said, mom, exactly, right? And I said, she was an attorney, so I had to be an attorney by natural selection, right? So, uh, (laughs) uh, and I'm like the wildest one, but I was the most argumentative and that was, Mm -hmm. you know, I would never let something go you know I would right. always get to the, you know to the point and so she was like no she's the best lawyer I know uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and before she passed away because I was training Haju at the time that she passed away um and she was real mad about me taking time off and doing that and then one day we were watching CNN together and she saw me and Haju on 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 CNN and she understood as they're navigating and talking about what it is actually her daughter does because right now she just thinks her daughter is a, a surfer that goes to the beach and gets drunk and comes home, and that's it you know, that's that picture that moms have of surfing, yeah.
0: right
1: So that's she just thought I was wasting my life away. And then she saw me, uh, and this was like a couple days before she passed away. She sees me on CNN, she looks over at me and she goes, Dang kid you did grow up like me, you grew up to be exactly like me. She's like, I didn't get it. But now I see it. you are out mm-hmm. here for black women and black girls. And I said, Yeah, Mom. I mean, I got it from you. Well, I mean, what was I supposed to do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the work ethic too. Wow.
1: And the work ethic is just like my mom's too. I'm not kidding when I say this. And I mean, this is in all seriousness, this is, I'm, I'm not going to be like my mom. She gave me the example of who not to be because my mom was working for other people for so long and and not Mm -hmm. getting things. She was doing a lot of pro bono work for a lot of veterans and and a lot of people, and she was just already stressed out. Okay. So she was literally on the phone. When I say dying, doing what you love, she was literally on the phone with her client and her one of her attorney partners. And she had a heart attack. She was literally helping somebody else when she passed Uh away. So this work ethic I'm not going to get to that level but what I'm saying is is that this is this is in my family so this is in my blood this is not something that's going to stop it's not it was never a bad for me if you put something 18 years into (laughs) something it's it's not a yeah it's not you just doing it to be seen because I could have been seen but uh, you have to do it methodically and then use the tools that you're 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 given you're given uh finance reports you are given you know there's trans world business they're telling you how the business is going they they're literally giving you the information the pathway if you know the pathway but there was nobody who could tell people who look like me what the pathway was they literally i mean there's there's a little pathway that you can go to to get into to pro surfing but if you don't tell those people and and those people only these people know you know yeah. and and
0: it's crazy yeah and that's why uh your organizations are so important so that now there can be this pathway so the the last question i kind of want to ask you is just what advice you have for girls or anyone younger older wanting to start their own organization or business whatever it is, and then also for young women wanting to start in an industry where maybe they are the first of something or maybe they don't have role models to look up to. What advice do you have for them?
1: All right, the the only advice I have for people with a dream and a purpose is to never give up your pathway. Don't veer to the right, don't veer to the left because somebody said or advised you you have to go with what's in your gut. There's so many people that try to get me to go this way or this way or sell black girl surf and start licensing and all kinds of stuff. There's always somebody that's going to, to come in to be counterproductive or whatever. And you just have to keep going. Do not stop from your original plan because you really, that was what was in your heart. Anything else that you change it to, you can adjust it once you get going, but don't change it because somebody else tried to influence you a lot of people wanted us to change the name of black girl surf to something else and we were like no we're not changing it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and and so if you're true to your purpose if you're true to what you believe is right in the end you're going to get exactly what you want exactly the end goal i have exactly what i manifested there's nothing added. There's nothing that's been subtracted. It happened exactly that I was hoping that it was going to to do. And I can't be more thankful to the people who've been around me who have um, kept me going. You know, there's there's really dark days, especially when you're just doing it by yourself. And there's a lot of times that I do things by myself because they're so hurtful, especially the racial issues. They're so hurtful that you just want to take that pain. You don't want to spread that around. And so learning to have a balance between yourself and your career and not mix the two, because that stress will go over into your personal life. That stress that you bring from your business or your, your, your goal is going to come over in your personal life. And you definitely have to have some type of outlet to just be able to express yourself. Like we, we, we just started journaling. So, um, that's that's my thing now i that yeah. i just started doing that out of the you know I've, Me too. so many people are like you should journal you should journal and i was like i don't have time <laughs> I'm that, I, I felt but, i'm
0: like i don't know but when i started i feel a lot better um about trying to reach my goals about just things i've accomplished and then also things i want to accomplish but then also just just things that you want to write down so that you get it out of your you know your thoughts
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they may never make the light of day anywhere just just is just your thoughts and then the front of the journal that I have it has like check all that apply and the things that you check off is is hilarious because some of them are like just want to write crap down or (laughs) you you want you want to doodle right now it's just it's so funny stuff in the front and that's usually what I do anyway so, so I start journaling and then all of a sudden I started designing a shirt or a dress in the middle of it but whatever it's wow, in there yeah. and it's and it's something that's it's, it's something that's inside and uh, it's, it's now it's 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 coming out and uh, it, and i will come out in a thank you uh, memoir to everyone that has helped us get this far because right now we're um, going into the WSL um, Black Girls Serve is a part of Africa Surf International, as well as Inkwell Surf, and so Africa Surf International is about to start throwing contests with the WSL in conjunction with it. Uh, that's why one of the reasons why I'm here in South Africa is working out. There's three uh, contests that are going on this year. We wanted to start with the juniors program first because that's basically who I'm working with now, um, and then everybody is. It's all you know ages like we said seven to 17 and then all leveled so you may you may be in a heat with somebody that surfs better than you but you're going to surf again so you're going to get to surf twice you're not just going to go they're going to beat you and you're going to be gone no we're going to make sure that you come back for that second one so that these are more development contests but they're under the WSL junior pro label and um having job you know job fairs there so that parents that are there and they want to keep their kids in in surfing hey and you don't have a job here go work at this surf shop or go work at this therapy shop maybe they need oh. somebody this week we're just starting to yeah. you know get people in the community like activated in making life better for like not just the kids but just themselves better yeah. you know and we're not coming to change it We're just coming to just tweak it and make your life better. And most of these are are cultural cultural exchanges too. So the girls will get to in these, in these uh, contests, the girls will get to get full development. They'll know how to score. They'll know how to judge. They'll know how to officiate. They'll know how to be an instructor. They'll know how to be, you know, so we're building communities of little, (laughs) little tiny future yeah. Ted judges for the WSL. You understand? Wow, so <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And congratulations for um all of that to come. That's gonna be so great for the industry. Thank love you. Love to see that. All right. Thank well, you. thank you so much for all your advice and you know, talking about Black Girl Serve, talking about just surfing in general and how we can make these changes um to the surf world and just the world in general and I really love talking with you and getting advice and where can we follow um all of your stuff
1: okay so you can follow Black Girl Surf on Twitter Facebook and IG at Black Girl Surf Um, on my personal uh ig is black girl surf i think it's black surfer girl there we are. there i am Um, and you can catch us at uh blackgirlsurf.com but we're getting ready to change it over to blackgirlsurf.org we've been working on it for quite some time but it's getting ready to change over um you can catch us on clubhouse and discord we're we're everywhere
0: awesome (laughs) all right everyone be sure to follow all of those accounts, write them down. Um, Thank you again, Rhonda. Great to talk to you. Um, Excited to share this with the world. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening to Women Changing the Game. All right, I'm gonna stop recording.